0: Everybody, this is Leah here. Just a little note. Ellie and I are just getting used to recording at all and then recording in person and using new technology. So, the volume on our vampire episode is a little quiet. You might need to turn up the volume, and we apologize sincerely for that. And we promise that we are working out all the kinks and figuring everything out so that we can get a good sound. And hopefully, someday these will just be early episodes with the bad sound quality that we look back on fondly thank you for checking in and listening and we hope that you enjoy hi welcome to episode four of season of the witch podcast a horror podcast where two horror obsessed english teachers discuss horror in all its forms i am leah and i'm Ellie, and we are going to talk about vampires vampire stories that don't suck Maybe some that suck. Yeah. Because, you know, some suck and don't suck at the same time. Oh, yes. You can enjoy <laughs> things that suck. <laughs> so before we get into that, is there any new stuff that you've seen or watched recently? Um,
1: there was something I watched. No, I can't. I'm drawing it total broke. I'll think of it later. I'm sure there's something... right. There was a movie I watched. Oh, I did finish watching um, Them. Okay. on amazon and yeah dude yeah that that shit was dark it was good i mean it was really good it was really um the storytelling the all the acting i thought was great like the kids and stuff even because you know that can be like hit or miss mm-hmm. um but it was it was really well acted and i was thinking about when we were talking about it before So the, the bits, um, where we were, we were talking about how people sort of were saying it was kind of like trauma porn. Mm -hmm. I can definitely see. Yeah. But I also, because, because it is like, it's this one family and it's just sort of like thing upon thing upon thing keeps happening, you know? And you're like, could it get worse? Yes. Yes, it can it just keeps getting worse. Right. And it just keeps getting worse. Um but at the same time, I I also kind of and I don't know, and I didn't didn't research it, but um I'm kind of wondering if the writers though did a thing, you know how like with um like Handmaid's Tale, right? Mm-hmm. You know how Margaret Atwood has always done the thing where, you know, anything that happens to, you know, the women in Handmaid's Tale is something that does happen to, you know, that is practiced somewhere in the world or that on women or has happened historically. Right. She, she doesn't, she's not just making it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Which makes it more disturbing, oh,
1: God, obviously. Yeah. Right. And so I kind of, that was what I kind of wondered with this, you know, I'm sure there's yeah no family that all of these things happen to, but I am sure that each thing happened to somebody. Multiple somebody, so many somebody. Mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so that you know, and that's and that bears in you know, and that figures into it. And the and the as it turns out, as well, the the supernatural part also has a racial element mm-hmm. to it in this story. So I don't, know, I it was. I thought it was really good. Worth watching. But it but it was definitely one of those things that by but <laughs> when I when I was done watching it, I was like, okay. Yeah. Um so pal- we're palette cleanse time. The
0: content warning.
1: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, it was one of those things I was like by the time I was done, I was like, I'm gonna watch some Wes Anderson now, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because something was, whimsical in life. Yeah, I was like, Yes, because yeah. But it was it was good. So
0: for me, this I actually watched quite a while ago, but I didn't talk about it yet. So I thought I would share it. I think I saw it on Shutter. It was Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker,
1: mm. and I
0: don't know why it was called that, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it was a slasher movie. It was made in 1982. Oh, and vintage. And it was really interesting. It had a lot in it that was very different than um than you would think. So there's kind of like a creepy stalker aunt taking care of her her nephew. Okay. And there's definitely like some incestuous tones and like okay. intent, but not necessarily reciprocated.
1: Okay. And um, you know, VC Andrews kind of vibe?
0: kind of I mean not exactly.
1: Well, nothing is that sort
0: much. of. I don't want to give away because it actually was worth watching. Oh, okay. Um, kind okay, of cool. like sexual predatory from the aunt and it's it's right oh, off the like, bat
1: like grooming
0: yeah like she's just weird Whoa. with him she's weird with her nephew who's an adult you know high school student he's mm-hmm. like a star basketball player and he has a girlfriend and his girlfriend is actually like julia duffy she was somebody in like tv in the 80s or 90s i think she was yeah. on the show that was like she was a new heart and what's that baby the, talking the later baby? the
1: later the the, the yes. later incarnation of new heart yeah
0: but the talking baby thing
1: John was John Travolta, yes, there was a
0: TV show version of it, and I think she played the Kirstie Alley character really? in the TV show version, or it was a rip really? off of it. Yeah, but she was in a bunch of stuff. I remember her from TV, and she was really young. I <laughs> don't. And do
1: we this? I don't know. She was okay, really go. young, mm-hmm. very cute.
0: They had cute clothes. It was like sure. that early '80s, late '70s oh, yeah. wedge sandal, and she's like
1: painting. Yeah,
0: they were all. It was it, that was kind of neat. And then there was a whole aspect of like the basketball coach being gay, but not being like considered a pervert like he had a boyfriend and like there's a cop that's very homophobic and awful but he mm-hmm. kind of comes off as is like a bad guy as being awful yeah like you're kind of like and he he keeps insinuating and trying to accuse the kid of being gay uh-huh and like he's maybe a little confused about everything in his life because clearly his aunt wants to bone him
1: yeah but and also, well, why is he living with his aunt in the first place? His
0: parents died in a horrible car accident where their brakes went out.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah
0: he's a, he's had so, some
1: upheaval. Yeah. So
0: there's this interesting stuff about homosexuality in it that was very surprising for, for that. Was it what, 1981? 80, what? 81 or 82. Holy. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't, it, I mean, obviously the cop was very negative and gross and using, you know, terms that we wouldn't use nowadays but like it fit his character because his character was kind of a dick like he wanted right. to solve the crime but he was focused on this kid
1: but if he can also you know yeah
0: so it was just interesting and that the coach wasn't like he was a gay character that coached kids and was like he was like what i just coach basketball like yeah there's nothing in it, and people would insinuate stuff and he's like no like i had a boyfriend that i love like i'm yeah. not here to mess with kids like what are you talking about so yeah. and i read a couple articles about it and mm-hmm. it was interesting." I thought I was I was surprised how how engaging it was and then there was another one I tried to watch that was stupid (laughs) so (laughs) I didn't watch that one I don't even remember the name of it I think it was on shutter as well and it was like lagging and it was supposed to be set in like northern California the one I can't remember the name of and
1: And it so wasn't it was like
0: set in big bear i recognize (laughs) no this is big bear like this is this is san bernardino mountains no this is not it was it it was supposed to be northern california i'm like why didn't you just set it where it was filmed so it doesn't look weird and
1: also why would it matter? why was it it essential to the story
0: a little mountain town why does it need to be northern california and then it was half filmed in like spain so it didn't look anything it was very weird it was very distracting And there was some kind of stalker, but like, I just was like, no, I'm turning this off. It's dumb. no, no. Um, and it was something about like new computers. Like one of the guys was like a computer guy and he was like into computers and it was like new, like it was like, Whoa. And his computer looked like a refrigerator or something <laughs> it was like an amber screen. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Good. So I don't remember the name of that one, but I think it's on shutter as well. All right. And then I'm still deep, deeply enmeshed in Greek mythology with my sixth graders and I'll share with you, you got I'm trying to read about the Minotaur. <laughs> that is a dirty, filthy story mm, mm-hmm. about a woman who just wants to have sex with a bull. Mm-hmm. And she does and has a half bull, half baby, and that's its origin. I think she has like a fake bull made so she can go inside it to, to see the bull she loves up close and observe, <laughs> observe it. It's uh-huh. like a bull she made to smash the other bull. I don't know. Okay. It was weird. So I kept trying to look for things to show my students. And I was like, I can't. No, 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 no. But I did find a really cool video that has nothing to do with horror. But it was about the origins. It was a TED-Ed science, scientific origins of Minotaur. Not origins, but explanation. And it talked about volcanic stuff in Crete. Right. And then how it was like this destructive force and like the monster's rumblings would kind of be connected with that. Whereas like in Hawaii, you have Pele. And Pele is destructive, but she's also a fertility goddess. And the reasoning behind that is the ash that comes out of the volcanoes in Hawaii and those areas eventually becomes very fertile. Yeah,
1: like it Tefiti, does. Like Moana,
0: Tafiti Taka, Moana.
1: Exactly. Whereas
0: in Crete, it destroys everything and right. isn't fertile at all. Right. So that's why you have this aspect of the, the volcano goddess being a fertility goddess as well. That makes total sense. And it was very interesting. So that was cool. I found that one to show them. That's cool. And then we also were looking at the origins of Medusa, which is a pretty horrific story if you go with Ovid's reboot of it. Mm
1: -hmm. Because
0: originally it was just, you know, snake hair, lady, ugly. And then it became like a rape story. And it reminded me of Maleficent, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. movie, where I was like, it's just rape. (laughs) Like, we're going to cut her wings. It's just rape. Like, it was such a barely... Disguised metaphor yeah or like an avatar with the like stockholm syndrome dragons that have to be like dominated and like plugged Bye. into so i don't know it was it's hard to dance around this stuff with sixth graders
1: yeah i don't and i i, I do not yeah. <laughs> i tread a line yeah i don't envy that no there were some missteps there were some phone calls that i had to make
0: to, <laughs> To explain conversations that were had. Um, but
1: it's been interesting. I'm glad I don't have to. <laughs> it's been
0: it's been interesting. Like consent is a huge concern yeah. of these kids in a way that I've never had in 20 years. I haven't done myth for 20 years, but I've taught for 20 years. And I've never had consent be an issue even on their
1: radar mm-hmm. like, is like that's a thing yeah no yeah no and totally it's totally true it's
0: beautiful like, no that's I, true i think it's amazing that they're disgusted by the mythology even though they still like re- re- learning about it yeah they're they're clearly disgusted yeah by it it's not really horror but these are horrifying things like we talked about that yeah. last episode like why hasn't there been any more horrifying horror stuff with mythology okay so i just found the name of the movie i was talking about it's called edge of the axe and I searched it literally by typing in 80s horror computer filmed in Big Bear in Spain. And it just showed up immediately. Wow. Some Google skills <laughs> there. <laughs> that works. Not like worth it. watching. Okay. Might I add.
1: Yeah. But you took so, the time to look it up. I did. Okay. So the the Minotaur thing reminded me. Uh, have you ever, there's there's a book called Minotaur Takes a Cigarette Break. No. It's actually, it's it's really good scary or no, dark or it's just it's just odd. I mean, it's just I'm trying to remember how I even found it. it was one of those where you know it was like I need something to read. Um, huh. I'll give you the little, like synopsis. So it's five thousand years, five thousand years on, and the Minotaur, or M as he's known to his colleagues, is working as a lion chef at Grub's Rib in the American Deep South. He's been reduced from a monster with an appetite for human flesh to a broken creature with very human needs. Um, so, Sounds a little American Godsy in a way. Y- yes. It's Stephen Sherrill is the hmm. author and yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a solid book. It's really good. Okay. But yeah, it does. There's definitely has that American gods feel to it. was just like strangeness out amongst us. So
0: we when we were planning the episode for this week, we originally were focusing on like weird moments of movement and like things that just kind of stand out as just not quite right, but it was really hard to kind of put a show together about it. I felt like I was just going to have to watch a bunch of clips and we were just going to go through like a laundry list of clips rather than have a discussion. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it yeah. Because yeah, it's just one of those things. Yes, you could you can it doesn't make for good pod. It makes yeah. for good. It makes for good cocktail party conversation yeah. of oh, in that time, and then when he does the thing, and you go oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't. It doesn't. Tra- yeah.
0: Was there a specific thing you had in mind that that in your planning for it that kind of stuck out that you'd want to mention? Um, I mean things that what did I write? Because I had one that my the thing that got me was people who float. like not float on their back but float standing up yeah like the gentleman in that buffy episode or in um cairo cairo it's a i think it's a korean movie
1: oh yes I know. it was like
0: pulse i think i can't remember what it is but there's a person kind of floating Mm -hmm. behind them the feet are like dragging on the floor (laughs) and there's that part of the the folklore for the blair witch project where it talks about the little Eileen Treacle girl that disappeared, and when yeah. they found her, she talked about a woman whose whose feet didn't touch the ground, and that yes. oh, we, like I got chills just even saying that.
1: Yeah, and you're just like, like mm. just mm. or in the when they redid um haunting of Hill House,
0: the jerky movements from the doctor.
1: There's that, or there's the the one the one guy who floats. He comes down the hall, yeah. doesn't he? Have like the cane. Oh, oh, and I was thinking floats. House on
0: Haunted Hill, but yes, yes,
1: Uh and I was just like,
0: oh, God. yeah house on the haunted hill is the doctor moving so jerkily
1: the oh the, In the the in the re the with the remake the, 90s, the one like 90s like, remake yes. yes with um jeffrey rush yeah yeah
0: and it was they i think what they did was they filmed it in slow motion and they played it backwards or something weird with that yeah well it, that, it's but. it's
1: it's kind of the same principle as like when you see old old film where it was hand cranked and so the speed Mm -hmm. the crank speed and stuff doesn't quite
0: and they added the extra thing was it's it's filmed i think it was filmed backward or like run backwards and then in slow motion so (laughs) that's why the (laughs) motion i remember them saying that so cairo or cairo i don't know how to pronounce it but it was the hallway scene and then the eye was the elevator the elevator but the hallway scene in in pulse which is what that means i guess and i think it's korean but i'm not positive and i'm sorry i don't know that Mm -hmm. um is they've got a solid horror game there's a guy that's scared and there's like a girl walking down the hall towards him and she is clearly not human and the way that she walks is so unsettling Mm -hmm, like just mm -hmm. google Kairo hallway and you'll find it and she walks with this weird gait that's like someone pretending to be human that doesn't know how to walk like a human and she yeah. stumbles at one point and then just keeps walking towards them it is like mm-hmm. the freaking scariest thing ever like yeah so those were the moments that kind of it inspired me
1: mm-hmm.
0: about that there's there's a bunch of them yeah. and they'll probably come up throughout different podcasts yeah and then i was thinking that we never talked about pinocchio when we talked about dolls and how horrifying Pinocchio is.
1: The thought of it, I mean, like, as, <laughs> as a concept.
0: And the Disney movie, and Just... the weird Italian movie that used to show on Fr- Friday Film Festival or Weekend Family Film oh Festival. Oh, my God, <laughs> It was, like, a weird, yes. weird animated one that wasn't yes. Disney. And the kids turning into donkeys, and that is the most horrifying thing ever.
1: Yeah. It...
0: And then there was also a doppelganger reference that I missed in Land of the Lost, where... <gasps> We got like another dimension version of Holly and Marshall and Will, and they were like stuck in some wall. And it was so upsetting to me as a child.
1: So I thought I would throw those out there. And still say you need the sleeve stack shirt. Oh my God, I need to get one. I mean, Slee stacks. It's a sleeve stacks. So on. scary. Oh.
0: <laughs> so, in regards to vampires, yes. I. I'm not a, well I didn't think I was I thought I'm not that interested in vampires I'm not I don't like vampire stuff and then we started talking about different vampire stuff and I realized how many things I actually do love that are vampire related or vampire themes right?
1: yeah.
0: and I'm not attracted to the myth of the vampire but I guess I'm attracted to the the vampire slayer maybe like like in part of the story I don't know what draws me because I don't really like
1: right like it but I do right same like seductive i guess (laughs) i I was like well i think i think part of it is because it's vampires have been so co-opted yeah (laughs) because i mean it's just i i think that's it i don't like cutesy vampire no not a fan you know don't don't make it cute don't make it sparkly So I have a book called
0: Sunshine by Robin McKinley, Mm -hmm. and I love this book. And I would not say it's horror. It's like about horror things, but Mm -hmm. the book isn't actually scary. Mm -hmm. It's more fantasy. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of about an alternative universe where there are magical beings of different types. Mm -hmm. And they aren't really much liked, but kind of like True Blood-esque by the normal people sure and there's some war referred they refer to as the voodoo wars in the past and it's kind of got this whole alternative history it's got alternative slang um and there's there's a girl named sunshine her name's really ray but she goes by sunshine and she works in a bakery or or a coffee shop and Mm -hmm. she like loves baking it's like her thing and she is just very stressed out by her family. And she is, a she's like in her twenties. Okay. She goes out to this lake and the lake is kind of a place that's been tainted by the different bat- magical battles in the war, like years ago. And okay. it's never come back from where it was, mm-hmm. but she goes out there anyways, just to think. And then she's kidnapped by some vampires. But the thing that I thought was super interesting about these vampires is that they're gross. Like mm-hmm. they're, there's a revulsion when the humans interact with them where they're, they're just so wrong. They smell wrong. They feel wrong. Yeah. Everything about them is wrong to the humans. It's not sexy. Well, it's... and that's
1: like what the old like folklore yeah. and stuff is usually, right? It's yes. like they smell of the grave. They smell rotten and da 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 da, da, da.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's not like a like a seductive thing, but she does form kind of a bond with this one because he's been held captive too, and they've kind of kidnapped her to, to try to tempt him to feed because he... Uh he says there's different ways of being how how we are and um his name is constantine but she calls him con they end up trusting each other and Mm. then she ends up realizing she has some kind of power and Mm. there is magic there's mages and stuff in this world but it's modern world like people have cars and stuff and um yeah it's it's weird and like you get the idea that like she's she's something different than a typical human too Mm -hmm. because she does she has a stepfather but her real father was like like involved in magic
1: oh okay and her
0: real name is raven not ray Mm
1: -hmm. but she
0: when her mom left she kind of wanted that part of their life all behind and like sun and like fire and heat is obviously her element and like Mm -hmm. with the bakery she's like always working in the oven and baking things Uh and like feeding people is like her thing to show Uh love to feed 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 which is interesting with the vampire myth
1: right the opposite
0: yeah and like there is sexual tension between her and constantine but she's revolved like repulsed by it because it's like a huge taboo it's not like a thing anyone does it's Mm -hmm. disgusting but she is attracted to him even though she says he's gross like yeah And it talks about their skin looking like old mushrooms and like, (laughs) it's really good though. I really liked it. And I wish that there was a sequel and I wish that it had gotten more play than it did. I don't think it got as much reads as it should. So I would recommend sunshine by Robin McKinley as being kind of a different sort of vampire story.
1: Yeah,
0: And like, I don't know. I had a very strong mental image of everything in that book. Like mm-hmm. i had a movie in my head oh yeah and it was I, it. I do movies in my head all the time but a lot of times i reuse sets
1: so like <laughs> when i'm reading
0: my cheesy fan fiction and i'm reading x-files cheesy fan fiction i always mm-hmm. imagine Mulder's apartment being the apartment i lived in in berkeley but it's like redressed so my brain just assigns <laughs> it that way if i read modern au of like game of thrones i imagine Winterfell right. as being my friend's house from when we were little but like a castle so my brain reuses sets and this story was like completely construct like the brain sets were completely constructed just for that and the people looked special treatment the people looked completely new i wasn't casting actors or imagining my friends as the character the faces Uh like it was very creative and Mm. it was really easy to kind of visually
1: that's special yeah
0: but you kind of just jump right into her slang into the world and it doesn't spend a lot of time with exposition like you kind of have to just hit the ground running with Uh it and give uh it give it a little bit of Give it some faith, yeah.
1: As you're reading, because it will kind of make sense, right? I've read, yeah, a couple things like that. Well, I mean, like obviously, like this is more extreme, but like Clockwork Oranges, like mm-hmm. that, With how that where set, you're just yeah. all, here you go, and you're just all. Oh, when after all, you're like, oh, this means this. Or train cool. spotting. Have you read the yes. book? and Then yeah, I ended I up like speaking
0: in like weird
1: Glaswegian yeah. yeah. dialect. <laughs> Last week, heroin addict, dry legs. Right, you're like, oh, that's real. That's real niche. Yeah, yeah.
0: So that was one of the the big vampire things that I I love a lot. And then, of course, you have Buffy. And I was a big Buffy. Oh yeah,
1: did. But I didn't like
0: the vampire stuff. I liked the monster of the week stuff, to be honest.
1: Well, and I was thinking, I started thinking, I was like, what percentage of Buffy the Vampire Slayer was actually about? slaying vampires slaying monsters yeah Yeah. i was like wait how often i mean yeah okay yes but i was like i wonder if somebody because you know somebody Mm -hmm. in a basement somewhere has probably done the numbers like yeah crunched (laughs) the numbers of like you know how many hours were spent actually you know killing um but yeah, I and it was just kind of making me laugh cuz like, yeah, I freaking love Buffy, but I was like, wait a minute. But yeah, I wouldn't really consider it, consider it a vampire show per se.
0: No, I wasn't into the vampire the 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 arcs. The big bad was like a, if it was a vampire, I wasn't as into it. The first couple seasons did that more. Yeah. I like the monster of the week stuff. And honestly, I yeah. think the glory stuff was like she was terrifying. Oh, she was so horrible. She was
1: the scariest.
0: She was just horrible.
1: That whole scene was horrible. She, like, that was the worst. She's like, yeah, scrambled people. Yeah, mm, no, I'm not good. Yeah. Um, so
0: Buffy is vampire-ish. Yeah. The movie I did not like because no. it was not good. And we know no. Joss Whedon is
1: mm, problematic, to say the least.
0: He did not create. I mean, he created it, but the the actresses, the writers, oh, there were so many other people involved in Buffy. He, yeah, that are exactly. good people. Exactly. That I'm gonna
1: still honor those people. Exactly, because it's their with, work. I yeah. I mean, they're the ones who it wouldn't have it wouldn't have gone on. If you it, know. Yeah. Without the chemistry of the cast and the people,
0: the casting director that fought for people like for Amber Benson and. Exactly. You know, like so, I I feel comfortable with still being a Buffy fan.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Just no, I, I agree. Fam. I agree. And 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 I know God. Nah. It yeah. bums, me. yeah. It, <laughs> it bums me out because I'm like, there's so many things that he's done that, like, I like, I liked the yeah the thing. cabin I'm in the all, woods. God, damn, it. I'm like now why? Yeah, why did you wreck the thing I like? You being know, gross. I know. I'm like, why did he have to? Anyway, it makes me mad. Oh, yeah.
0: um. So those wise. are like the two, you know, big things in my life that I have really loved that were vampire um connected vampire themed um do we want to kind of just start breaking it into different subgenres yes okay I so the first subgenre i thought of was vampire as a plague or as a disease vampirism
1: yeah like...
0: there's quite a few that have that aspect
1: yeah where they treat it more as like infection yeah yeah like it is some sort of plague that is being spread you know from person to person
0: so definitely the strain which was Mm -hmm. guillermo del toro conceived i don't think he actually wrote the books i think it was ghost written maybe
1: yeah i don't it says written with somebody else yeah i'm trying to remember on the show because i watched like the first two seasons of the show Mm mm-hmm and it was, it was fun. And and it was definitely, if you like Guillermo del Toro it's definitely like del Toro. you're like, mm, yeah, it's fun. And, and the, the actors were good and stuff. And yeah. And the premise was cool. That
0: scene at the beginning in the book, I've never watched the show, but on the airplane, the plane lands and all the shutter, the window shades are pulled down. <laughs> Terrifying. So scary. When you read that, I was yeah. in like,
1: yeah. And it's like, and you're just like, Whoa. Yeah. yeah, no, it's good. I definitely so that's a like plague
0: that. one i know daybreaker and ultraviolet um daybreaker i think had ethan Hawke maybe in it um ultraviolet so. had mila jovovich yeah neither of those movies i think were very good nope. but they did have that interesting aspect of the the plague and like the blood trans like i think there was something about like blood tanks or something and
1: yeah curing
0: people with different blood or supplying but it's the blood like,
1: but it's like a disease that you caught in a yeah. in a way
0: which I think is an interesting concept and that the society is like adapting with the people that have that disease. And I think the biggest one that fits that is I am legend.
1: Yeah. Which, absolutely. I mean,
0: I am legend the movie. I don't even think it has them as vampires or more like zombies.
1: Uh, yeah. The most, the, the, the most Smith recent one. incarnation of it. Yeah. But yeah,
0: if you haven't read the Richard Matheson, like novella, I guess. it's it's pretty long for a short story Um, i would recommend it more
1: like a short yeah like a short novel it's it is good though
0: and it's it's got the it's got like the almost the stereotypical zombie premise but it's a vampire plague and let me tell you that the whole i am legend like bob marley thing is not what was intended by the author and the legend isn't the guy who comes up with the cure no it has to do with who's the boogeyman who's the actual boogeyman here and that it's a matter of perspective, yeah. And I don't want to wreck that for anybody, but it's 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 kind of a mind
1: blowing story. It is no, I I like Richard Matheson, mm-hmm. like his short. I mean, I got Hell, hell House, mm, yeah, it's so good, I, yeah. And his short stories so, like, have have that house. little have a, that kind of sort of Southern Gothic feel mm-hmm. to them, and the little like twist at the end where you're like, no, you know, yeah. um, no, I like, I really like his stuff and um and see they with the original so it's been a movie three times so what what year is the book do you know i think it's in the 60s, but i'll look it up oh okay so i think it's close then to because richard matheson did the screenplay for the the original movie
0: okay i am legend looking it up it's all about like bill will smith though i know right i'm like no
1: probably if he's put in richard matheson yeah um but yeah so the novel or novellas is called i am legend and that was and he actually matheson actually wrote the screenplay for the film version which was made in
0: 1964. is that the last man on earth Uh uh-huh okay 1954 was the novel okay but it's in a collection of other stuff it's it's like yes. i am legend and other stories
1: yes I think, yeah i think as and i have i don't know if i have that book or if i've just read that book i have but it's sort of yeah it's like it's a good chunk of the book none of the other stories are as long mm-hmm. that was a really bad description anyway <laughs> no, so okay so like 10 years basically though mm-hmm. between the 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 story and the and the movie and he did the screenplay for that. And and it and it holds it holds pretty tight to the book. Yeah. Um, but it's it's Vincent Price, my dearly beloved Vincent Price. <laughs> um and yeah, and it's yeah, it's more like a a plague kind of thing. It kind of reminds me of like a um 28 Days Later situation. Yes. Just not so fast yeah uh but he's like yeah he's lost like his his what you figure out you kind of do these flashbacks and you figure out that like he's you know he lost his wife and his child and how this sort of plague has swept through Mm -hmm. um i don't remember do you remember in the book if it's because in the in the film version it's totally like you know pasadena or something like that it's something i don't remember Or, like, you know, the hills above Los Angeles, something Something that's very specific. And I don't think it was that in the book. It was just funny.
0: And then the next one is um, Omega Man with Charlton Heston.
1: And I was surprised because I thought there was a bigger space between those two films, 1964 to 1971. It's only seven years. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, obviously, they totally retitled it and yeah and they made it like charlton huston action hero you know which is like i
0: always think of him that saturday night live thing where he's shoplifting <laughs> it's like all, all i can think of with charlton huston get your he, hands off me. he was really funny in that
1: yes yes
0: that's how i imagine him it's like transposed into omega man oh my
1: god um yeah so like and and that's so it's sort of like and matheson by then was not i don't think involved because then it becomes this like different thing becomes more actiony and then of course when it gets into the will smith it's more actiony still yeah but it still keeps it keeps the premise though it keeps the idea of yeah the vampires being like a plague Mm -hmm. and i just
0: love that ending of the original story and it made me so angry watching the will smith one because it took even the title i'm like that's not what the title meant like no no. yeah like stop with the bob marley no yeah yeah i just really got to me Uh, Yeah. what are you gonna do i'm sure if i didn't have that that in my head i could have enjoyed the i am legend will smith movie for fun
1: sake Yeah. yeah
0: so that one um Sorry, my brain. So and i, I want, want to say do.
1: that they also that the um the the vampires in that one in it, as as it progressed <laughs> that they became more um more like crafty you know like smarter they were in the advanced. original story we're, oh yeah you're right and they, they were fast they were like they were, agile they would like knock on his door yeah and they stuff. were agile i remember and they learned his name they were like talking okay yeah never mind i take it back
0: i I don't want like i said i want to give any spoilers because i'm hoping somebody will like listen to this and and read it but it's really good
1: it is it's It's really really solid
0: so those are the main ones i mean you get like just that even bram stoker's dracula has kind of a medical aspect to it You know like with the blood draws and looking in the microscope or even in the hunger which we watched we both watched there's a medical aspect there is yeah of like modern medicine kind of intervening in this story i don't know is that in true blood at all there's definitely modernization and like addiction metaphor you know what
1: i have not watched true blood
0: i read all the books because i you know need cheesy smut sometimes (laughs) Which is like the epitome of the True Blood books. They made them no. so much darker and more no, the, torrid No, the No, the, the Anne
1: Rice books are the epitome.
0: Those aren't as cheesy as, like, Charlene
1: Harris's stuff. Oh, see, yeah, I can't. She's so cheesy. I don't, I can't do it. I can't, no. I can't do Jeez. that level of cheese. The show isn't as cheesy.
0: The show is much more torrid. These are romance novels.
1: No. With right vampires. Up. No. Right out, right, and they
0: don't sparkle, but the cover oh, sparkle Oh, fuck! They no. had glitter on the cover. No,
1: when they came out. burn it with fire. No. Um,
0: and Suki is uh. so just dumb and like annoying. Uh.
1: No, I, yeah, I see. That I was the thing go, that got me too.
0: Is that like, like you have this probably an older woman who's sort of out of touch with youth culture writing a young woman, and she's like wearing things that a young woman wouldn't wear, and like saying things that like people don't say, and it bothered me. It was uh, cheesy. Huh? Like she talks about her short set from like walmart or something and i'm like short set it's the same thing in twilight like why do you have bella wearing all khaki like <laughs> <laughs> everyone was wearing khaki it just stood out to me and like just really ugly clothes that like people wouldn't wear, find attractive. Thinking,
1: i'm like okay so really this is just teen drama but sparkly
0: and I was yeah.
1: like, oh fuck no. I already I already work with teenagers. I see enough teen drama. I don't I don't need it in my Yeah, it didn't no. like it just Mm-mm. I hate
0: that she clearly was not in touch with youth culture enough to no. know what like actual teenagers dressed like. And so the descriptions
1: were all weird and wonky to me. But and kids how, hard, like them. how hard is it to like get get somebody to go, you know, does this sound right? Is that is it mm. that hard? Like apparently. I mean, it spawned uh, Fifty Shades of Grey too, because that was oh, fanfic. I know.
0: Which maybe if I was reading it as fanfic, I would be like, yes, compelling. Like I read a lot of garbage, well, but I wouldn't like.
1: I just wouldn't like. I was what, reading what I can <laughs> recommend though, um, is because we did this, we did this with friends. We were uh, at camp. We were at, at like a big, big family camp together, and we so we just circled up chairs and and we did a dramatic reading.
0: Of 50 just, shades or twilight yes, oh god
1: sh- so we we would you know just like hand it off to mm-hmm. the neck and die i mean like just cracking it. and like like grown adults who you know like, so we're like I, c- I cannot say this thing with a straight face in his, her vanilla cloud and, <laughs> and i was like that is the only way i could even and and that's literally the only my only exposure to the book
0: so mine is from <laughs> reading a blog a blogger i think it's jennifer armatrout i don't know who she mm-hmm. I, I don't remember her name i'm mm-hmm. being a terrible podcaster i'm not remembering anything okay. i'm referring to today okay. but she did um she did like a read of it and then she would blog about the section she read so i she would include lots of passages from it and then rant about it and complain about it so i did in essence read a large chunk of the book and a very detailed synopsis of of it um <laughs> It's just Just terrible but there, honestly right now i have been into reading like benson and stabler fan fiction because law and order and christian maloney's back and you know i don't like when chemistry is unresolved it bothers me so i read the fan fiction so i can get some resolution and um there was one that was like i swear to god it must have been the same lady who wrote 50 shades of gray like the writing is so bad and the way they had Mm -hmm. olivia acting and she's like talking about her inner cheerleader instead of her inner goddess like In Fifty Shades, and I was like, Olivia, Captain Olivia Benson does not have an inner (laughs) cheerleader. No, and she's not going to have a panic attack in a shower. I mean, she might after some things, but not at the point that they were writing. No, and it was no, it was no big no for me. No, so I -hmm. guess I have higher standards even in my fan fiction.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Anyway, that's not about vampires, but it's it was a flow, a flow. I okay. So I'm all for a side quest. Then um can't think of any other plaguey ones but i i like the idea of a super plague it's scary oh yeah you know vampire super plague captain trip super plague zombie super plague all that Mm -hmm. stuff always scares me so i was talking to my husband last night is there not a lot of vampire things that are actually scary and i think the plague aspect makes it more scary to me
1: yeah because i'm not afraid a vampire is going to come bite me Right, because there's a, yeah, there's a, that's, yeah, sort of the difference between... But I am afraid of a plague. Sh- yeah, well, <laughs> there. yeah, it's one thing of, like, do I think that, you know, some unearthly creature is going to seek me out to turn me into a vampire or just drink? No, not really. Not really worried about that, but yes. But somebody who has, you know, somebody catching some kind of thing that, yeah, makes them just wig the- out and and they can transmit that thing by you know by biting somebody or whatever and you know kind of a 28 days later yeah. kind of situation especially now yeah that shit seems way more viable
0: throwing the world into chaos and seeing the deserted streets and that kind of thing is scary and uh, it's scary uh-huh. when it's a vampire it's scary when it's captain trip super virus right from the stand which yeah. is the scariest thing ever it's scary when it's you know zombies. It's scary when yeah. it's anything. It's yeah. scary when it's just you know a disease. Right. It's scary when it's COVID. Like, uh-huh. It's just scary. <laughs> exactly. So that one is like one of the the few subgenres I think that could actually get scary with vampires for me. I think mm. in order to be disturbing, you have to go heavy on the metaphor with vampires. Is it a metaphor for addiction?
1: Is it a metaphor for obsession?
0: Isn't and, a metaphor for yeah.
1: sexuality. And I think it, it it 100% depends on the storyteller. It's just, yeah. So the next section of
0: vampire hood. <laughs> um, let's save the sexual vampire, lesbian vampire thing till later so we can talk about the hunger. Well, that dovetails nicely. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Don't you think? I mean there's a, the trope of the vampire hunter which i find more interesting than the actual vampire usually yeah so you have that with like buffy you have that with bram stoker's dracula and sure. the actual original dracula story with yes. the, the van helsing crew yes and van helsing obviously yeah. the chizo movie
1: um just yeah
0: it was fun it wasn't the mummy no i wanted it to be like the mummy but with vampires yeah it wasn't
1: yeah you kind of wanted it yeah to be like that kind of like 1940s yeah yeah i'm like just cast
0: evie and rick and have them fight vampires (laughs) (laughs) would have worked better for me Hmm. i like what i like
1: yeah i like evie and rick
0: um (laughs) so i mean that that aspect is also in um salem's lot yeah where you kind of have like the budget version which i think was intentional like in the book, I think he refers yeah. to Matt as being really average, like not being that great
1: of a teacher, yeah,
0: and not being a nice man, but kind of almost like a,
1: yeah, like a mediocre person, like yeah, like not you know not extraordinary, um, yeah, not like the maybe not like the best teacher, but a good a good person mm-hmm. and who you know really connected with you know with certain students yeah Yeah. and so it's just kind of like that and he connects you know and he just has that connection I like that he wasn't
0: that I I remember distinctly in the book it said he wasn't like like I said he was average he was like a mediocre man right like or in teaching
1: yeah and I read it
0: for the first time when I was a student teacher and I kind of appreciated that because you get all these like teaching tropes like you have to be like robin williams standing on the desk inspiring everybody captain my captain yeah and it's just not or what? mr chips or do you, you know do you,
1: do you not stand on your desk <laughs> i mean
0: every I, day i always sit on my desk but i
1: mean do you not teach every year <laughs> i inspire teacher, students captain my captain
0: a hundred percent engagement
1: oh at all times yes yeah
0: that's what we're told to have is a hundred oh. our goal is a hundred percent engagement and oh, i yes. i achieve it every day yeah because i talk about the minotaur
1: (laughs) winning there's so much
0: so much winning so much winning so i like that matt was a little bit more realistic of a teacher well king was a teacher yes he was and he also had some mediocre teachers yes didn't think he would amount to anything Uh, yeah yeah but matt was a nice supportive man especially to bet right
1: and i think and i think he and i i'm pretty sure that the and I should look that up, but um, that yeah, he had some some people like that. You he know, was pretty are...
0: heartbreaking when he gets turned in Salem's Lot, as I recall.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: everybody that gets turned is heartbreaking in Salem's Lot. Not everybody. Well, I mean, the stories. We were watching the the newer movie with Rob Lowe last night. We didn't yeah. finish it, and I've read the book many times, yep. and I've seen the old Toby Hooper movie many times, but like just some of those stories, like Ruthie Crockett, it's just sad. Like, she's not a good person, but she was just a bratty girl. Like, she Mm -hmm. wasn't evil, and it's just sad, and the stuff with the girl that was cheating on her abusive husband with the doctor, and, like, it's just a sad story.
1: Yeah, but it's, like, I, uh, that's one of the things, though, that I think King is, like, jams at are all the little, the vignettes. Mm -hmm. These, like, here's what's going on in this small It's good town. for
0: a voyeuristically nosy person like
1: <laughs> <laughs> what what do you um, see that
0: meme that I posted what? where it was like the person on the subway with a little girl like staring and it was like people talking about their personal problems and me and my nosy <laughs> my nosy ass You're like in what? public listening to everybody.
1: Um yeah I mean he's really good at that at just and and you just see it. You can picture each one and each is like its own little scene right where you can yeah
0: I mean he is that quote where he says it's not the monster under the bed that is the reason why you're telling the story it's the person who owns the bed that sleeps in the bed
1: uh-huh and so like and under. so they're and so they're like some yeah so there's some where you're like fuck yeah they ate that guy he's mm-hmm. dick and you're excited and then then there's others you're oh yeah or you're N-n-n-n. oh man. yeah that's a, or that's just a sad story like yeah we were
0: watching the miniseries and the girl that i don't i think her name is sandy mm-hmm. the one that has the baby baby roy mm-hmm. and she's like trying to hook up with the doctor and you she's
1: just trying to escape Yep, like Dan has a really. She's trying big... to get out of this like dumpy ass little town where she has, or just away no... from her
0: abusive husband. Yeah. that she knows is going to beat her child and beat her, and she yeah. doesn't know how else to escape. And she's really young yeah she has no other she doesn't know any other way to escape other than using her sexuality right. and she does like the doctor guy and she mm-hmm. does remember him and she does wish that she had maybe mm-hmm. made different choices in life and she's just trying to scrabble her way to some kind of safety for her and her little baby and uh-huh. that was how i felt about her she's sure she's trashy sure she's trailer trash but she's sure. like tragic she's tragic yeah watching her like broke my heart last night mm-hmm. and like dan has a really big like issue with like infidelity in movies like he tends to just automatically go black and white and just uh-huh. judge people well, and even yeah even he was just like we were talking about it i it was like it's just so sad like she's trying she doesn't know how to leave him she doesn't know how to yeah how to do anything other than just use her sexuality
1: to try to escape yeah and it was sincere well, too that's like, like a whole and, and when i mean when you think about too when that when when that book was originally written mm-hmm. so, yeah that was like the whole you know whole generation mm-hmm. of women
0: yeah that, well yeah. you couldn't open a bank account Till after the '60s in our country, which I told my sixth graders, and they were like, "What? Uh Are you serious? Yeah, like yes." And I didn't even know that till like last year.
1: So, yeah, Yeah. interesting. Those things, yeah. Well, I mean, when you like um, the title on my house, it's in my name, and it says like has your name, and then it says a woman alone oh my god i'm all like me jesus that's like
0: the title of a, a novel right
1: i was like oh my oh my god do i have an attic do i have do i have a rocking chair you have a mad woman in right the attic. you are the mad woman in the attic yeah um yeah and i was like well damn um okay but yeah, but I think, but that's see, that's one of the things I really like about him as as a writer is it's not always is you don't yeah sometimes people the story people's stories are are sad and fucked up and tragic and
0: and grounded in reality and real
1: yeah and 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 because they just are because sometimes that shit just happens mm-hmm. you know and. Sometimes he's gotten a lot of flack for that.
0: <laughs> the Hubie Marston house is scary, too. Oh, and God. The, like, I don't remember this being as, as obvious in the book as that they hinted at in the movie as it being, like, orgiastic and weird sex stuff. I mean, I yeah, it's no, no, hinted no. at in the book, but I don't think they go as direct, maybe. Oh, I thought they did. Maybe they do. I haven't read it in so long. I think they do. But it had that kind of um, hell house Richard Matheson, like... Marquis de Sade, like Uh type of vibe, which like grosses me out, but I'm still fascinated by it. I'm like, this is so gross and disgusting, but I need to read
1: more. (laughs) You're like, like, but let me see more. Yeah. 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 Like
0: the whole, like we, I mean, hell house, we could talk about some other podcasts. Oh yeah. Haunted houses and that one.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. But (laughs) the the Marston house definitely is creepy. Yeah. Upsetting. And Uh with Eva. And I like I just love the the Scooby Gang, and that comes right. I think from Dracula, from Bram Stoker's Dracula, the actual book. I mean, maybe before there's evidence, you know, examples of it, but just that. No, but group the, of, they're
1: they're kind of the, the original Scooby Gang, the
0: group of unlikely people that bond together to fight evil. Yeah, like, it's like Buffy. You have yeah, just the
1: you know. Well, it. I mean, in yeah, and yeah. Then there's it's compelling,
0: and I like I liked that Salem's Lot before anybody was doing that whole like modern take on you know a classic like he was doing that and yeah it, I, I enjoyed it and I enjoyed mm-hmm. the I think there's isn't it somewhat epistolatory too like there's articles and things or am I thinking of Carrie I might be thinking of Carrie more uh, epistolatory. well there's like letters and things I can't remember I don't think maybe not
1: I don't think so but I could the introduction
0: to the book the edition I had mm-hmm. was written by Stephen King was really good. And he was mm-hmm. saying that his mom considered this stuff trash, like, yeah. because he was like Mark Petrie. Like he had the like comics Uh-oh. and you know, all that stuff. The oh, monster yeah. stuff. And, yeah. um, and I think like, his mom. He was talking about how his mom viewed all that stuff as just smutty trash, and he he thought
1: that his, oh, this yeah. book
0: was smutty trash, but he hoped that she would think it was fun smutty trash. Yeah, I think.
1: because yeah, because his mom was a you know hard scrabbling main woman, you know, and stuff, and she was yeah.
0: I did not like the the disabled guy depiction in the miniseries it was a little heavy-handed yeah it's written a little heavy-handed it's outdated and i feel like even in 2006 or four yeah that could have been done better there could have been an update to that to make it a little different
1: yeah um
0: that stuff always makes me uncomfortable though
1: yeah um the what's interesting too so in so in in salem's lot right we've got father callahan right mm-hmm. Who, like and that's another character oh, you the actors, see a lot
0: farmer hoggett
1: y- yes it's um yeah um, i love farmer hoggett what is what is his name i can picture him right I now i can't remember but samuel c- something it's with a c good lord anyway i looked him up um, last night
0: because i was trying to figure out why thank
1: you i recognize
0: him
1: um he was in six feet under too i never watched that <gasps>
0: okay I think we didn't have cable like paid cable back then
1: oh we we uh, get this we we watched it like dvd by dvd like from netflix when netflix still did you know mailed you dvds hi oh,
0: I, miss- I told my I'm kids that that happened and old. they didn't believe me
1: i was like yeah they used to mail you DVDs i think i still have one in the in the mailer in my house i'm not even shitting you anyway. so um
0: another thing about but, salem's lot yeah. is larry crockett looked like someone took bill pullman and melted him
1: (laughs) sorry uh
0: actor who played larry crockett
1: Ow. and so that's what that's what we would say at my house we'd say dollar store bill pullman yeah we say budget
0: (laughs) donald sutherland was amazing he looked like evil santa
1: donald sutherland's always amazing
0: yeah james cromwell james see see there's a c cromwell thank you and he was transcendent as farmer hoggett oh yeah if you have not watched babe I know it's a fucking talking pig movie but it's
1: worth it. And it's actually kind of darker than you think. It's amazing
0: and it's yeah there's things about like human rights metaphorically depicted through animals but yeah like it's like Animal Farm but gentle and
1: Yeah not, not geopolitical. Yeah it's
0: I don't know what it is. I was in college we were at this huge video store looking for movies. We couldn't find anything. Everything was cross listed like 80 billion times there. It was amazing. So you'd you find like vampire movies, coming of age movies, like that's how they sectioned everything out.
1: Oh yeah, 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 because it was
0: a college town. Yes, and my friend was like, "Let's watch Babe," and I'm like, "I'm not watching a fucking talking animal movie. Uh, No, I'm just not." And she's like, "No, it's really good." An hour and a half
1: later, you're like, "I was like weeping
0: as like Irish (laughs) dance. and then I showed it to my mom, and we were both crying.
1: Bacon again, yeah. Uh, yeah as i'm eating a bacon bacon. and i'm gonna live on a farm um yeah no no, uh james cromwell yeah no he he's rad um so in and in what in the old one it's hal holbrook isn't it i don't remember i think it's hal holbrook but he was in everything is
0: in this and didn't record wasn't he in buffy like the movie buffy as a vampire
1: i believe he might have been um But so the so anyway, but that oh, no, Donald car-
0: Sutherland was in
1: the Buffy was, he, movie. Yes, he was her, her. They both
0: were. Donald Sutherland and? and Rutger Hauer were in Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie with Christy Swanson. And, and then they're both in
1: Salem's Lo- What in the what? Who else? What in the wide world of sports? All right, um, but the the character, the James Cromwell character mm-hmm. in in Salem's Lot, Father Callahan. So that character ends up um is also in king's dark tower series mm-hmm. so and and it is the same person i mean and oh, okay. so it's crossing worlds uh-huh and there's this whole thing because that's like he at the end of, he remember how he like bugs out and like leaves town he's like this you know mm-hmm. shamed priest blah, 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 blah. and so like you end up later in like the dark tower series you find out you know, but part of, but then part of his story, um, ends up being Your phone this is like this whole thing. Flashing lights. What is that? It's, it's just that. Text messages? Yes, okay, it's my child. I feel
0: like there's paparazzi. Like. I know. <laughs> it's
1: to make me feel special. Um, but he has the, um, his story involves, you know, vampires still. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole thing with like, there are these different And it kind of goes to that, um, like, vampires is plague kind of thing. Okay. And so, and Salem's Lot had that, though, with the the town being like emptied
0: out and dead at the end. Yeah. There were some sequels to Salem's Lot, too,
1: that were crap, but like that concept is there. Yeah so this so it's kind of they're like there's these different um levels and most are kind of these they're kind of like mosquitoes they're sort of this mindless they mm-hmm. just kind of feed blah, 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 blah. but then there are the more like power you know the- so we
0: have like bees like a bee hierarchy or like ants yes yeah, like so it's kind of and
1: which is kind of what you see in Salem's lot yeah. where you have like the the big sort of nosferatu yeah. you know, vampire um and then you have like drones kind of. Right. You know, and then you've got James Mason and all that. Oh stuff. my
0: gosh, I'm having like a memory of a book about vampires that I can't like place. Shit. <laughs> I want to remember what it is, and I can't. Oh, I'm gonna have to like meditate on it or something to catch it. It's like floating around in my head. It had something to do with somebody who had researched or maybe it's Salem's Lot. I don't know. Researched all the old world vampires and how gross they were and how they're different than the vampires that are oh that's that's ann rice yeah okay that's what it is yeah that's ann rice yeah all right i feel good now that i know what that is yeah there's like a whole thing on that in in the interview with the vampire right like a whole section oh or there's there's when he's trying to find out his origin Lestat. that like, yeah he it yes okay.
1: and yeah and they do actually a lot of or they what am i saying she um no ann rice does a lot of that through through her books of sort of yeah origins and this yeah the nosferatu the you know all that stuff the vampire
0: so another thing i just thought of that wasn't part of what i we were originally talking about was the idea of eternal youth yeah with
1: Ooh. elizabeth
0: bathory Ooh. the blood countess yes. which i never watched the movie with julie delpy I've, I don't think, I think the only one I've ever seen that featured her was, was the one with a bunch of gamers that were playing yeah. some game yeah. and she was involved in it. I read, the myth what, or book,
1: the, what book did I read? I read a book.
0: That I can't sounded remember good. anything. I read
1: a book. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is what happens God. when you teach
0: for 20 odd years and you have Jeez. two children, your memory, Jeez,
1: so which so. used to I be. I read a, I read a book one time
0: used to be borderline eidetic memory with me like i have an, inc- an incredible memory i was gonna say an crazy memory and now my memory is not good <laughs> at all but so i don't remember the name of that game or that movie but it was about gamers and it was in the south and it was like elizabeth bathory references but i did research elizabeth bathory because of a project i did in college and that concept of eternal youth and bathing and like she bathes in the virgin's blood yes but that's that's something with vampirism it's the more sexy vampire aspect of yeah. it um There's and that. you see that in interview with the vampire too the seductive side of it is lestat i guess and louis is kind of like does at one point show like a depressed side of it because like we were talking about why are vampires always rich this sweet <laughs> vampire money it's because it's all just stolen but like then you see less i think louis was at one point like living in some kind of like decrepit old mansion in the south and like eating rats or whatever but that was probably by choice somewhat
1: the blood countess that was it
0: was it historical? by andre
1: codrescu um it's it's novelized i mean it's not um dun, 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 dun. um <laughs> okay, do i Jen? do this one? i think <laughs> i do that one. i think um but it was yeah it's it, it's like it's somebody who's like the story is somebody who's supposed to be like distantly re- related and you know is then sort of like trying to find out the the history behind so it's um it's not it's not a historical
0: so the like nonfiction, the eternal youth thing um I remember when Interview with a Vampire was coming out, and I watched some MTV special on it, Mm -hmm. and they were interviewing Tom Cruise, Mm -hmm. and they asked if he would do it to live forever. And he was like, yeah, I'd probably take someone I loved along with me and, and have them turn into a vampire too, and we could be together and be beautiful and young forever. And then they interviewed Brad Pitt, who was going through his, like, full, like, long hair, like... Kind of a, somewhat stoner face, uh-huh, and he's, and he's like, opinion. "Oh no, I'm gonna just go eat a bean burrito." Like <laughs> he said something about and eating that a burrito. Is
1: why Brad Pitt <laughs> is a better person. And I
0: was like, "Yeah, I'm with Brad Pitt on that." I can't imagine. And think about it.
1: who would you rather like hang out and have a drink with?
0: Oh God, Brad Pitt over him, Ugh. especially bad Brad Pitt back then. I think Brad Pitt has issues with like metamorphosizing into the women he dates if you look you can find all these pictures where he you show they show him with the woman he's with and he's like in the complete same style as them every time
1: it's interesting i like that though it's kind of interesting but, but maybe um, it was just for an
0: event you yeah, know yeah that's
1: true style i mean yeah
0: you know, your stylist is gonna start. or maybe you. he's a runaway bride like julia roberts in that movie <laughs> character
1: he's just a chameleon yeah he's just sort of maybe... I think
0: actors probably have a hard time knowing who they really are yeah. a lot of them
1: Tom Cruise is a creep, though. Oh, totally. That's right. I said it. Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> okay Scientologists, back off. That's right. We don't have anything. We're educators. Oh God,
1: no, we don't have anything. Um, yeah, he, I got some dry erase he was he away. Was, um, you know what? Now that what year? What year did the um what year did the Coppola Dracula movie come out?
0: It was like ninety three or ninety two. Okay, I think I was in tenth or eleventh grade. There's some personal information. I, would, from I me. was
1: in college. Um,
0: what, you're like six years older than me?
1: Uh, right. Around there, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter at whatever. this point. No.
0: You have um, less wrinkles than I do. So, <sighs> my forehead's more wrinkly. Ellie's very unwrinkly.
1: Yeah.
0: We've actually never met in person before this recording, yeah, by the way. I know. This is the first time we've met in person. I know. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> um, But we. It was around that time and i'm trying to think if this was the actual movie that we were seeing but this was in los angeles and my roommate and i were you know with i think probably our other roommates we went to you know went to the theater and to go see something and i want to say it was 92. okay yeah it might have been it it might have been the the coppola um dracula um But at any rate, this was when Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were still together and still a couple. And they were sitting in front of us
0: in a freaking theater. Nicole's hair. And this was, oh,
1: well, I know how we can tell you what year it was. What year did, what was the movie that they were in together? Far and Away.
0: Okay, I know that was was crap, Uh but I liked it.
1: (laughs) Okay. So because the preview, for i think that movie because mm-hmm. i think is that the only one they...
0: is dracula but okay far and away was when they were irish
1: yeah right like the land grab yeah neither,
0: and he, he
1: was and neither
0: he was cute in that movie yeah, i'm whatever. not a tom cruise fan
1: but he's also tiny yeah i can i can beat him up
0: he was cute in legend and in far yes. and away and everything yes. else i hate him in
1: I've liked, some, I've liked him as some characters. I like him as Lestat, to be honest. Because, oh, yeah, he was Because good. Lestat is supposed to be, like, a pretty boy Pratt. And I'm like, there you go. I Even like, Anne Rice was like, why, yes. I mean, he, he
0: acted that, too. Like, he... No, he did. That was acting, which, like... But I
1: think there's a little... Oh, no.
0: There. But I mean, like, but pull, you would never think he would pull off, like, gothic, sexy vampire, and he did. So I'm impressed by that. Okay, yeah. I see what Jackass, you Jackass, yes, but yeah sensual vampire no
1: yeah yes, i did fair, imagine fair,
0: fair. lestat as being more lanky and like cheekbony and yes silky
1: haired yeah but that that's partly though because i know that tom cruise is tiny if i didn't know that he was tiny i guess i would you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah um but at any rate so he was he and nicole kidman were in front of us literally in the robe in front of us and um theaters fall and they had the previews and one of the previews that came on was whatever movie they were in together that i think it was the same year or so okay so it probably was and so of course by now people have been you know people know mm-hmm. that they're in the theater or whatever and so the the preview comes on and like you know it's like the end of the preview and the theater like explodes in applause i guess they wanted to nobody <laughs> wanted <laughs> does to but, show their appreciation but for like their hard work like yeah no one does that. nobody claps for you know and for a trailer and so just just as the applause dies it's just that sweet spot of quiet my mm-hmm. roommate goes kiss asses <laughs> and tom cruise turns around <laughs> slowly big smile on his face looks and she's all hey, <laughs> and he just looks at us and he goes Hey, we're like, that's funny. Cool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god. I tried to watch part so of Eyes awkward. Wide Shut, and I was like, no. <laughs> this, this is, is this supposed to be awkward, or is it? I don't even. Well, okay. So, a so here's, here's the podcast,
1: and I know. Well, the book was written in like the 20s. It was super edgy. Mm-hmm. By the time it was made in 1990, whatever. I didn't even know it was on a book. It was
0: a book. By who? juna Barnes did you ever read anything by juna barnes i've been thinking about
1: juna barnes lately um damn i don't remember but i just know it was it was edgy for the time but then by the time it finally got you know made yeah yeah it was it's like cruel intentions well it's kind of like nobody told stanley kubrick that like this isn't edgy anymore
0: that's what i think about cruel intentions right like i feel like a dangerous liaisons remake would have been better set in the 50s because the destruction of a virgin's innocence would have been meant. Way... It would.
1: It would have meant more.
0: Yeah. Right. And it would have been more like gut punched. Because when you watch mm. Valmont or Dangerous Liaisons, it's it oh. with Cecile, and then Cecile's all into oh. it when she's Frieza, It's Fruza Balk when she was little too. No. No. It's one Uma Thurman. of them. No. There's two. Valmont and Dangerous. Liaisons oh. 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 Based yeah. On it. Yes. yeah.
1: Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Yes. It's
0: worse with um Frieza, because she looks kind of the way she looked in Return to Oz. Oh, God. Like a little girl, yeah, and she's like riding on his butt, like uh-huh. you know, yes, and it was just like Uma looked a little bit. She still looked really young. It was still gross. but She looked like a baby giraffe, but she she was had, just
1: all legs. She,
0: she had more sensuality. Oh, yeah. she's
1: beautiful. Less
0: childlikeness than in Vama. yeah and it was gross. Number and I feel like fifties would have been better for a remake. Set
1: yeah. it in the fifties, yeah, or sixties, yeah, because right.
0: But that totally got away from but we digress. S- Scooby Gang of oh uh, <laughs> vampire hunters.
1: Wow. Okay. And I, I guess you
0: could hearken vampire hunting back to um I am legend as well, because
1: he has taken it upon himself to hunt all the vampires. Yeah. And and see in and- now, in, I'm trying to remember because it's been a while since I've read the book. In the book, now he's looking for like an actual like cure. Yes? I or does think he, he's just trying or to does, kill all the vampires. Or does he just, or does he, or is it, is he, is that it? I think
0: he just wants to kill all the vampires, but it's been ages since I've read it.
1: Like, I he does, he you. does the kind of like research and such to like Maybe. figure out more about them.
0: I should reread it okay i'm going to show you this picture i know this isn't good for a podcast but i'm going to show her this picture of caruza Bulk when she's in Belmont, looking like oh a yeah 10 year old yeah it's
1: disturbing his health mm-hmm. but that's but that's the age though yeah. that that yeah that that's when but
0: that's way more upsetting than selma blair
1: that's like oh funny yeah. and like haha titillating i never even you know what i never even watched and Cru- she didn't even I, look i never even watched cruel intentions because yeah. i was like it's it's not dangerous liaisons. Yeah. I was like, I'm like, I'm sorry, you just took dangerous liaisons and made it with like American teenagers. Oh no. And you made
0: it not cool. Okay. I was like you no know nope. Colin Firth. <laughs> <And George Vermont. laughs> He's so young and cute. You Colin Firth in period dress. Oh and it had that guy in it? Jeffrey Jones. Oh that's a sad story. Whew. Let's we'll not even talk about that. Yeah, we that's can talk a, a vh
1: one behind the music. We can
0: talk about that when we get to Ravenous is... <laughs> and the horrifying metaphor, meta ness of the cannibalism <laughs> in there. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: Um. Anyway. All right, cool. Uh, I can't think of any other investigators, I'm but I'm sure, sure there's something will
1: come up. Billions of them. Yeah. Um, all right, should we get into the hunger?
0: All right. So the hunger is your famous lesbian vampire movie <laughs> it's known for the david bowie aspect but honestly he i was expected not- <laughs> to be a much larger part me too and i expected him to be much more sexual in it or like much more sexy sex scenes i know i'm As not a, a huge little... bowie fan to be honest <gasps> i respect that like his music and i think his voice is sexy but like i just i don't know i'm not like a david bowie fan that's more david Bowie for everybody else okay there's a finite amount of love for David Bowie, apparently. You can have my share of it. Okay. I don't hate him by any means. Um, and he did it, he was good. And that oh yeah, no. Old makeup was good. It for was for back then better than what was on the X. Okay, and,
1: and here's here's the thing. Yeah, no, the the makeup effects were amazing. Um, but what I thought was really interesting is that they were totally can like he absolutely when they're you know progressing and and how it's what is it like two hours Mm -hmm. and he ages yeah like 30 years probably in those couple hours right um the he absolutely looked like he could be you know 70 years old Mm -hmm. so the premise right is that you have these two vampires who are you know ostensibly a vampire couple they're fabulous they're Catherine Deneuve and david bowie And, um, and you get these little flashbacks and you realize they've been together for a couple hundred years, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, but then all of a sudden he starts aging, which vampires aren't supposed to do. That's, you know, that's not, that's not part of the deal. And, um, not part of her deal that she gave him. Yes. And that's how we, we find out it takes a little while before you realize that like, oh, okay this is she's kind of you know she is kind of the bad guy of this movie because it turns out that this happens to all right yeah of the all of the vampires that she has sired yes her companions but there's like no explanation as to why that happens the ending was confusing too i felt right so so spoiler if you are going to watch this don't don't expect for a lot of things to be explained don't expect for a lot of resolution
0: it seemed like it would be explained because they had the whole doctor aspect no, but shit, right? it didn't.
1: It's, no there's there's some there's some big plot holes all right just, but there's a lot of really pretty people mm-hmm. and the the filming the sets i mean yep. it's, I mean, it's it, okay it's-, it's directed by tony scott Okay. It's a talented cast. Oh my gosh! Great director, amazing cast. Like mm-hmm. some, some, yeah, some amazing people. But the, I think the the script and the story just the, wow. There's just a lot of.
0: And I didn't know that it was based on a book by Whitley Whitley Strieber of all things, of all people. I know him from Communion and I wonder the alien story.
1: And I wonder though, when it says you know based on the book,
0: you yeah. know what I mean. You're like. Is it like, oh, how reanimators based on
1: you know, on Love- on freak is- hp on on hp lovecraft <laughs> i'm like castle freak is maybe based on you lovecraft. put your coffee cup down on on a book of <laughs> hp lovecraft. like what the fuck okay yeah it's just like so yeah who-, who knows and i i literally didn't even know until like the anchor it's all based on and i was like what
0: i wasn't surprised honestly because you I could was- see the framework for characters that had more development and more depth that weren't there
1: and i so i'm sure in the book god i hope in the book they are because that's the problem is it's just like because it's only like what is it 97 minutes yeah it was it was like an uh, hour and a half it was a lot
0: of missed opportunities some for some really cool metaphors about aging and
1: sexuality yeah because you could have you know taken out taken out a good 20 minutes worth of curtain blowing yeah and you know <laughs> and doves, we- <laughs> doves and or weird flashback you know things were all and and you could have fleshed out the characters a little yeah. more um
0: i just thought there was so much missing with the susan Surrounding character right there's so much potential she's an amazing actress
1: right and, and so so her character dear listener is a researcher who's studying aging and she works in a hospital yeah. lab, lab, something like that. Lab, hosp- I guess it's a hospital, but also research. Anyway, Poor she's a research she doctor. This monkey torture. Okay, yeah, there might be some monkey torture. Um, but they, so, so she gets into the story because you know Bowie's character starts aging all of a sudden, and he sees her. I think on the on the TV. Is yeah, the I TV? think so. It's an interview, and and is like, I must seek her out, and um. And then before she can, you know, really even gets to talk to him, he's in his box up in the, up in the attic. And so Sarandon's character follows up, you know, by showing up on the doorstep and talking to Catherine Deneuve's character and saying, Oh, I, you know, I didn't get a chance to talk to your husband. I wanted to follow up. And then psh, that's how she ends up in the whole thing because now Deneuve's character is like, Ooh, aren't you attractive? So, i think she's
0: interesting villain because she's a villain because she's like pathetic oh
1: god yeah she is she's needy
0: she can't she can't think of i mean she she's tricking people deceiving them like into this life without giving them the full story and then like hurting all these people over and over again and then Mm -hmm. the the thing that I, i found the the Thing with alice very disturbing that she was grooming this girl that was taking like piano or violin lessons yeah
1: she's like the neighbor across the street she's how old is she supposed to be probably like 14 or 14, 15. 15 yeah and she uh she plays violin she and they of course play piano and in the cello, cello and they have just you know these music hangs in the afternoon as you do um
0: <laughs> yeah she was so good like she is an the actress. actress
1: was awesome
0: I, w- I looked her up and she did like Guiding Light or something for years after that. She was Light. on some oh soap God. opera for a very long time. But her acting was so real for she what was a,
1: totally like a
0: precocious teenage girl would be. Like yeah. Like she flitted from like you could see the little girl on her face to the uh-huh. teenager she was, to the woman
1: she would become and how she talked and acted. And it was uh-huh. really it was very captivating. And and she was also kind of androgynous. Mm-hmm. Which I thought, again, and that was uh, like Bowie. you were saying, right. I, there are so many things that were like these sort of me- like have measures. Yeah. You know, like we're going to kind of, we're going to give a nod to this, but we're not really going to get. Eh. It's like a crumb when you could have done a loaf. Yeah. Like there was just so much there. Yeah. So
0: the the thing too is that, and this is what it's famous for is Susan Sarandon gets pulled into um, a sexual relationship with Miriam and the vampire Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and she's enjoying it a lot and then she goes out to dinner with her boyfriend or husband or whatever and he's very suspicious and she's looking at these women swimming and like staring at their butts i don't know like (laughs) i feel like they were trying to maybe there was like a missed opportunity of her trying to figure out her sexuality or thinking am i attracted to these women am i not i'm confused i don't know what i am but i liked having sex with this lady like there was just so much that almost was there that wasn't there and but it and was then early. at the same time 80s. right and then know. at
1: the same time he was like from from the gate what do you mean you just hang out you just hang out and talked with this lady like you know, sherry as though women cannot do and i was all <laughs> bro geared down i yeah. mean like i wrote it in there somewhere i was like oh well yeah she had the right idea i, I said i said oh i wrote i literally wrote down oh my god the boyfriend is an ass yeah i
0: got so <laughs> suspicious right off the bat like
1: you went and just hung out with some woman this afternoon. You talked. You drank sherry. What? And the sex scene is—I like was like famous. Oh. And then, and then, of course, but then the way she's like responding to it is like absolutely telegraphing But, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, we shagged, and it's just—I was like, yeah, yeah. There was, it was
0: weird. There were missing, like, there was just a lot missing and and missed opportunity there for something that could have been really meaningful but at the time it was pretty uh, groundbreaking that they had a two actresses in a lesbian sex scene that was you know just out there that was yeah maybe i'm just thinking more of a modern take
1: i think and and it was and it was more i mean it was more of more of a like sex scene than a vampire scene do you know yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yeah which i mean i'm sure part of that was for you know sexy movie ticket sales but um wasn't she
0: wearing jeans no was she wearing slacks or something susan Mm -mm. because in the scene she's like against a mirror with black panties on with black high heels but i was like i thought she was wearing like very casual clothing but who knows Maybe she borrowed them. No,
1: because she shows up in like sort of like a like a blazer and slacks kind okay, of. Okay, she deal, might have had right? heels on.
0: I don't remember. I know, it just seemed I know. funny to me. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, why would you be against a mirror?
1: Yeah. Well, that's why I say <laughs> it's remind me of like. <laughs> that's riposed. why it reminds me of like soft life. like this is like softcore porn, where you're just like. <laughs>
0: It was well, very- like
1: nobody has ever in the history of ever you know been in this situation <laughs> or just okay and the, so this was the other thing then so that's why it kind of didn't fit up to with like later she's with her significant other dude and he's yeah and she seems like a, like she's trying to figure out like, oh my god what just happened and i was like, but then w- but when she's with miriam catherine did Denev- she seemed i mean she like asked her she's like are you making a pass at me and she seems like comfortable with it and into it yeah but i think she was
0: confused maybe late
1: <sighs> the... or is it or is it just purely because she's already transforming who knows and just feels gross
0: yeah that's kind of what i because that's
1: got to feel gross She was because that's the whole thing is later she's just like <laughs> a junkie yeah she's like throwing up
0: and It was, I, that's the part where she came in and was like, how dare you? What, like, what did you do to me? Like, I like that. I thought that was good. That confrontation. Yeah.
1: She was like, definitely do that. She's like, you need to stay here now. Yeah. And she was like, oh. Not having any of it. Yeah. And she really, and she tries. She like really tries to like mm -hmm. be somewhere, other, whatever, ends up having to go back. This
0: sad story again. Um, Yeah. That she ends up basically like the same which i didn't want to see but um i didn't understand what happened in the end i didn't understand like why certain things happened or like how they were happening i don't think it was communicated very well who was drinking (laughs) whose blood like what's happening
1: yeah okay so the although i did like I did like the, the comeuppance for Catherine's yes. character. Yes. That was very satisfying. It was. It that was, good. was, I was like, Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was trying to figure out, yeah. At the end I was all, is this wait, but huh? yeah, I was like, is she, is this like a, because partly it seems like she's in, what is that? Italy. I think it was London. I think it was supposed to be London, but I don't know we don't teach geography no we don't
0: um yeah so <laughs> i only know that because of wikipedia
1: okay cool Whew. feel better um <laughs> but and in in those scenes like she seems all like zen and content and happy yeah and then you yeah so but then then but then it's like splicing back to like she's in a box in a basement and i'm all what, the, what so is she
0: is miriam now
1: i I don't yeah or or is it yeah i don't understand i I literally i'm all does she live in this kind of dream afterlife now or is she tormented which is it and i don't i feel
0: like this movie could be remade and i heard there were rumblings of it with jennifer lawrence and that one that was in the witch the girl that was in the witch the yeah mm -hmm. anna joy
1: yeah yeah
0: something which would be cool. That would be. Good. I don't know if that's actually going to happen or if that's just rumblings. But I really he feel would like be the
1: dude. I don't know because that's going to be that's going to be important.
0: But <laughs> they need to definitely have some really good writers that can do character development.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: and that care about depicting this like sexuality issue in a an and the way. age issue. Yeah.
1: because that well because that's part of the. I mean that's definitely the thing that like yeah starts to be addressed but then isn't. Mm-hmm. Because that's part of like the whole thing with like Catherine Monkeys. Deneau's character. She like can't deal with her companions once they've become you know decru- well. I mean they they also can't because they get so you know like crumbly. They can't function. But even before then, <laughs> <laughs> she's like repulsed by them because they've aged, right? And that's why she keeps you know making new ones. She's just so it's kind of like a. It's kinda of like a take on the trading in for the newer younger model. Yeah. But um but yeah, they don't they don't really get there's into just it more. so
0: much there, like with
1: so much that could be there.
0: Yeah. Like there's so much they could have pulled from, like Elizabeth Bathory and the Virgin Bloodbathing mm-hmm. and like with the lesbian aspect, they could have pulled on like Carmilla, which is like an older story, I think older than Dracula.
1: Um I think so.
0: And like, there's tons yeah. of stuff that they could have pulled from Christabel yeah. by Coleridge, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is about, it is an unfinished poem about a girl, uh, you know, drawn into the night by this woman, Christabel. Yeah. Maybe Christabel's the girl and Gerald. It's Geraldine and Christabel, but I don't remember which one's which.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. A sight to speak uh, of, God, not I, to
0: tell. I, I, have, and then, I have not
1: read that in a million years, I mean, but have, yes, I remember it.
0: There's just so much in literature that could have been drawn on. So I was disappointed, actually, yeah. to some degree.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, visually, neat. You know, there's some really cool.
0: Total eclipse of the heart. <laughs> yeah. there was, they rented a fan, and they got every goddamn minute Every the fan
1: penny's worth of that fan. To and the those... And the chiffon. Yeah. Diaphanous.
0: Shares. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so much. Window so hangings. So much drapery.
0: So I have another movie slash book that I read called Moth Diaries that had Lily Cole in it. Do you remember her? She was that model that was in. Um,
1: that sounds really familiar. She looked like a
0: doll. I think she was in the Ma- Dr. Parnassus *Imaginary*. Like,
1: oh. Oh, that okay. That movie. Um, yes, yes, yes,
0: But so this is a girl boarding school. It's the, the girls boarding school. Too close friendship trope. <laughs> and the book was good the movie was good i liked both of them okay. and there's a new girl that comes that seems otherworldly and kind of steals the main girl's best friend away whose name happens to be lucy of course of course it's rebecca and lucy of course and um her name is Ernessa, and she's very otherworldly Ernessa. and odd yes and that's an unfortunate Re- name i'm just rebecca- gonna say that <laughs> Rebecca starts to believe that Ernessa is a vampire that's feeding on Lucy, which is why Lucy has this mysterious illness, which uh, is definitely uh, um,
1: you know, stokery. Oh yeah um, stokery.
0: yeah. um, And you don't quite know if she's just losing it. Right. Or if it's really true, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that it's in, it's maybe in diary form in the book or parts of the book are at least.
1: Well, like, like,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, like, like Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, um, but and it was directed by Mary Heron. I think that's her name.
1: That name sounds she really directed, familiar. She um, directed
0: American Psycho.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. Alias Thank Grace, you.
0: And it didn't really get a lot of play. I haven't heard much about it ever. I no, I was surprised.
1: I was to say I think I've heard the title and that's kind of it
0: but it has the, the two girl cl- too close friendship like <laughs> like what's going on yes boundaries are being crossed
1: yes. situation beautiful creatures Where yeah are we going and yeah.
0: you see that in in a lot of vampire stories from the past kind of like yeah. goblin market which is not vampire but no um that that kind of like blurring of line right is it friendship is it them kind of practicing heterosexual normative behavior with each other to prepare for for their later lives as wives or is there something more going on with their right. friendship and i think there's a movie called Ala carta that i tried to watch that i've heard on a couple podcasts lately that was a 70s movie that kind of had that vibe mm. um as well so i i think i think moth diary is either the book or the movie definitely mm. worth watching i think mm. the book was probably better as usual um <laughs> and then there was a Neil Gaiman story that I wanted to bring up, Ooh, which, which is one? called Snow Glass Apples, and I think I mentioned it in an earlier podcast about it's Snow White,
1: yeah, I figured but it's it would...
0: retold where Snow White it's told from the wicked stepmother's point of view, and she knows Snow White's a vampire, <laughs> oh, and that's nice. why her skin is as and white as snow. It's so white, and Ugh. she, no one believes her, but the thing is, is the prince does believe her. He just has like necrophilic tendencies so they are a perfect match and like it's pretty fucked up but it's a good story yeah um and then it's just how she's trying to to prevent bad things from happening and keep snow white under control but she
1: can't and then there was another one that i read and then that would make sense too then the the heart in the box yeah i like it kind of kind of reminds me of the um uh just the whole Flip idea of it that um, Ursula Le Guin, yeah. the short story "The Wife's Story,"
0: which one's that
1: one? Where where it's it's a werewolf story. Oh, okay, yeah, but it's like you, you realize that it's being told from like the werewolf, yeah, point of view, so, or the wolf's point of, of view, view rather, and realizing that somebody is a werewolf. Like, why does it look like that? Where did its fur go? And it's awesome, <laughs> and you're interesting, like, and it, it's really cool because it's one of those where you're like, oh, damn yeah she's
0: okay so it was it's good and I think at the end there's this idea like the queen knows that the story is going to get changed over time and that mm-hmm. she's going to be the villain yeah and then there was another fairy tale one in the same anthology not a Neil Gaiman anthology but it was the world you know the year's best horror and oh fantasy. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um I think it's the story ever after by Sarah Padwick which I purchased and meant to reread to see if that was the one I was thinking of. And I mean, like how many Cinderella vampire stories could there be? I can't imagine there would be many of them. So I'm thinking this has to be, it, it isn't quite. I was,
1: I was waiting for you to say, but as it turns out,
0: I, it isn't quite there the same way. <laughs> it wasn't quite the same way I remembered it, but the timing, the date is right, and the it did appear in one of those anthologies. Okay, okay,
1: yeah, yeah. So
0: I think it must be the correct one. I just have a different memory of it.
1: Okay, um, that makes sense.
0: But it was pretty fascinating to have this kind of Cinderella story. No, I
1: like that. That's the idea cool. of
0: like the girls kind of repeating these balls over and over and over again, like. Sure. It, just, it makes sense. It stayed with me, but I didn't remember it quite it as well. It makes total sense, too. Sarah Palwick. So that is available in her anthology, The Fate of Mice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of skimmed through it today, and it was a good story. I need to reread it more thoroughly.
1: Yeah, I need to – well, the one I was going to reread is actually – which connects to Salem's Lot, sort of, is – it's a Stephen King short story that's in – it's in Everything's Eventual – but it's called the little sisters of Iluria, huh. and it's in, and that's, and it, they're these like, they're like vampire nuns. Oh. They care for people so that they can then feed off of them. It's kind of amazing. Huh. What's that called again? The little sisters of Elluria. That amazing. And interesting. so it comes up and then they, it comes up again in, in the tower. And then it comes up in, in, you know, it's a, another one of those King things where, huh. it, you know, where it like, very ingenious. That
0: sounds interesting. I did want to actually throw out there that um I have to have my X Files reference, Bad yes. Blood. <gasps> my God, I love Bad Blood one. is the best X Files episode. My God, I love that one. Check if it out
1: for no other reason than to hear David Duchovny sing the theme from Shaft.
0: And it has a kid from Sandlot and Big Green. Oh my God. And even if you weren't like into the X Files, it's like, a standalone. Yeah, I mean, it's you a just standalone. Need to know that one of them is a skeptic and one of them is a believer, and that they have kind of a fractious relationship oh but a lot of chemistry. It's it's all you so really need it's to know. so
1: campy, but it's so goddamn fun. It's I love really good.
0: It's a really good episode. So Shaft, I just <laughs> I was drug
1: into company, laying on the floor, going, going, talking about Shaft. <laughs> Shaft the- We were drugged.
0: Honestly, like I'm a huge shipper with them, and I feel like they acted more like brother and sister in that episode than they act like. Oh, total chemistry. Yeah, maybe. I mean they have chemistry either way, but she, the way they were picking at each other reminded me of like a brother and sister. Yeah, probably somewhat like their real but relationship to some degree.
1: Amazing. I mean,
0: that's the other. There's another vampire episode, but that's, that's the one. Not as good. He hooks up with with um, Kristen, that yes. was his girlfriend in real life. Yeah,
1: it was. It was um,
0: David Duchovny's girlfriend. Yes, Perry something.
1: Yes, and um, he, and it was like, and it was like way too like emo
0: and serious. And then the sex scene with them, she's like shaving him. It was like he was like fell back into Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> she was actually in, and I just could not. I was no. like, no, you don't cheat on Catherine Dana Scully. Hell no, she's missing I, you mourn no. her That's for right. many years. That's right, Agent Mulder, with every fiber of your being. You don't, you know hang out with some vampire chick and try to save her i know it's displacement from trying to save people but But i objected it hurt it hurt as a teenager
1: watching that i was like no you
0: wore her cross i was
1: in my 20s i mean come on that episode i was in high school but because i was early but (laughs) so yeah (laughs) but yeah i so yeah i think it was yeah i think for there's a lot of you know and obviously, there's tons of horror. You know, lots of vampire movies. There's campy. You know, oh, if we well, want a campy Fright Night, the original Fright Night.
0: The I, remake was good. Is the remake? good? Yeah, I liked it. I haven't
1: watched it. I'm I liked it. Lie. David
0: Tennant was good. The kid was. It's you know Anton Yelchin.
1: Yeah, it makes me
0: so sad for him because he died so tragically. And Imogen Imogen Poots, which is yeah. an unfortunate name. Poots. It's a
1: great name though.
0: Imogen. I mean, the Lovely. whole
1: thing together. She's so pretty. Just kind of. She's a
0: right. very pretty, pretty right. person.
1: Um, um but yeah the but the original one i mean it was just so fun yeah you know chris sarandon was like a great and it's vampire and and Dar- oh, marcy darcy <laughs> it's yes marcy. yes i married with children yes and i think um
0: what we do in the shadows the movie and the tv show oh are a must God. in every way creepy paper in form <laughs> nausea is my favorite the shit. creepy paper yes
1: it's great paper it's creepy the superb owl
0: I, you know my favorite thing with Nadia but, is that about her character is that she like is so pro woman like oh so totally. she's hanging out with the neighbor wives and they're these like you know complaining about their husbands and she's like you're all such beautiful and vicious women like why, why? are you putting up with this why do you do this and then how she feels about Beanie. the or the
1: the girl yeah the girl that yeah that the, she like she, she's like she's like you need to be yeah book she's smart
0: like, she tries to help her uh, she was the girl from Book Smart I can't remember her name Beanie something yeah um Jonah Hill's sister yes. But I love Nadia. she's amazing, and then she has that doll of herself.
1: The <laughs> reincarnated Lord Gregor.
0: Oh my God, I love. Or
1: Ja. <laughs> and he's like, my name's Jeff. She's like J J J J. Okay. Anyway,
0: that's the best. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. And it it's they're, amazing, and they're... I can't wait for the next season. Oh
1: my God, they're so amazing. So, that, that show is just amazing, and and the movie is great. To if you've not if you've never seen it or never heard of it it's just it's done documentary style it's taika watiti who's Hilarious. a freaking genius and yeah it's like real world but uh with vampires oh my god kind of
0: like the office but with vampires
1: yes that's true yeah and what you know what's it like to really you know and guillermo. Oh my
0: god i love guillermo
1: i love guillermo and i love the psychic vampire yes <laughs>
0: So I feel like this oh is by God. no means a comprehensive vampire oh God, list. No. But it's the ones that kind of stood out to us. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, there's probably more we could even go into. But we got yeah. babies coming back to the house. Maybe there'll be
1: a 2.0. Yeah.
0: Vampires 2.0? Revisit vampires. Carmilla is new on Shudder. There's other vampire things we could indulge in. Oh, I wanted to yeah. see Byzantium. 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 I wanted to see Girl Walks Alone at night. I wanted to <gasps> oh, yeah. see the only lovers left behind so there's mm-hmm. some vampire things i haven't seen yet that yeah like that's true watch. so that's apparently true. i am a vampire fan that's the takeaway i like vampire stuff
1: i just didn't think i that. do too i guess i just have i just have really specific kinds i don't like yeah how about that sparkly ones. sparkly sparkly <laughs> ones can fuck right off i
0: can't even like enjoy making fun of the sparkly ones <laughs> no I it's just, just a, i just want to pretend like they it's don't just exist
1: absurd i want to punch them yeah so Hard.
0: we will be back Hopefully the sound is better this time. We're recording in person, but we're still trying to figure all that out. Yeah. So forgive us. And thank you for sticking with us and checking in again and listening to our ramblings. We don't know what we're going to talk about next time, but we'll figure that out.
1: Yeah. And have... and maybe change it at the last minute.
0: Maybe, like again. we did this time. <laughs> have a wonderfully spooky Mother's Day. Yeah. And evening. And thank you for listening. Bye.